talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. It's the time of the show when we focus on a small business. And this has been fascinating. You know, we kind of started this at the beginning of the pandemic to kind of, you know, give a help to restaurants. And then it kind of went from restaurants to everybody. And, and it's been fascinating to uh, to focus and, and put a spotlight on some of these small businesses and what people are doing because it's it, it's a lot more than what you think. It's a lot more diverse than uh, what you think. And here's another great example. Uh, I want to introduce you to a glass blower. Uh, Paul Rodrigue is with us, glass blowing artist operating. Uh, uh, has got a place studio out of uh, 400 Brock Road in Dundas, and uh, the website is paulrodrigue.com. Uh, fabulous to visit, incredible stuff. Paul, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing fine, thanks. How did you get into this? Oh, it's a bit of a long story, but we'll make it short. Uh, you know, I was out west, and uh, I'm from Burlington originally, but I was out west and uh, enjoying the mountain life out there. And um, one day I saw a cool video on TV of glass blowing. And, uh, you, you know, I, I guess I can attribute some of it to my mother as well, because she had sent out the Sheridan College book, and it said, hint, hint, Paul. Uh, hmm. on it you know I was about 23 at the time and lo and behold there was glass blowing in the the, the booklet so I thought well maybe I'll give that a try and uh, so I moved back home and you know we're about 27 28 years later now and I've never looked back so uh, and how long have did, did you start it more as a hobby and then move into uh, you know uh, creating uh, having classes teaching others that sort of thing um, I pretty much went out of full tilt from the beginning. Um, you know, you know, but mind you within the, in crafts like that, it takes years upon years to really build up a clientele and a body of work. And I've been fortunate enough to, uh, to, to, you know, to be able to turn the pieces over and keep a business going for the, the better part of it. And, um, you know, over the years, you grow and, and grow and you, I, I, I guess I'm pretty stubborn as well. So, <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm still here, uh, yeah, you know, if anything. But, uh, and you learn, like anything else, and it's, it's a business as well. You know, if you don't run it like a business, I don't think I'd be, uh, be here. So. Uh, I'm just looking at your website right now. Uh, absolutely beautiful stuff. The first thing that I'm, uh, that, that, that's standing out for me is the color. How do you get the different colors out of this? Uh, there's a few different ways to add the color to the glass. You know, my way um, for those signature style pieces is very elaborate. But you, you know, we we've got these chunks of uh, of glass that we melt in. So you know, solid chunks for for um, a fluid sort of uh, dense color, and then that those chunks get crushed up, and we can roll the glass into it. So there's there's many different ways to color it. Um, just my way and the way I layer the glass is uh, kind of a slow process, but elaborate. And, uh, you know, you get those beautiful ribbons of color and light and, uh, and you know. Um, do you know what you're going to, do you know what you're going to get before you start or just years and years of experience? Obviously, you get a rough idea. With with the one way where where it's just like one even color, you know, I I've got a good idea how I'm going to overlap them and and what the results might be. But you know, when I'm making something like hummingbirds or little glass hearts or paperweights, you know, we I kind of encourage the color to to just 
um, go wild. And, and as long as I choose the right colors, you know, the glass is, is uh, uh, the true artist of it all. I just sort of choose the, uh, the colors to put into it and let the glass do the magic. And, um, you know, hopefully in the end we come up with a pretty, pretty piece that's, um, you know, someone spies and puts in their house and, uh, you know, maybe they come back for more if, uh, if it's... I love, I love the lights. Man, that's a cool idea. If you can visualize this, it's, it's like a giant plate or, or, or design and then the light underneath it. I can imagine what that like looks like. Where, where do you get glass? Do you have to have a new glass, virgin glass? Can it be recycled? How do you come up with a product? Well, we, uh, you know, at my studio over here, kind of like in, uh, in Venice, Italy, um, you know, I have a large furnace that always has a clear molten glass in it. And we melt a raw virgin material from that. Um, and then all the colorings that you see in those, those are all added secondarily after we've, we've drawn the clear glass out of the furnace. Um, so the, you know, the color is made in uh, New Zealand and in Germany and we, it gets shipped over here and we buy it in the U.S. Uh, the raw batch material gets made down in North Carolina for the, the type that I use. It looks like a laundry detergent and stuff. So hmm. I've always been. So uh, it's not like you can. It's not like you're going around and looking for people's old recycled glass. No, no. You can't uh, use that. You can't do it that way. Is it possible uh, to recycle material? It, it, I would have to add fluxes to it and and different um, chemicals to to make it gel together. If that makes right. sense. Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So so my color fits. Um, you know, the batch glass that I melt in the furnace. So I, I often get asked if I could take people's plate glass, and I, unfortunately I cannot, <laughs> or recycled bottles. You know. I know, yeah, that's right. So, so it, It's I a little bit more... It's a little bit more advanced than at the old fairs when they was, used to take the old pop bottles and melt them and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, and then fill them with dye and hand them back to you as a prize. Well, well that's uh, it's, it. You know, we, uh, you know, when I do get the time, I, I do like to do demos and you know help. Uh, it, through demos, you can educate the public a lot about glass blowing. It just, yeah. you know, I can make a glass horse in about forty-five seconds. Um, you know, those, that's always fun to see or. Maybe somebody, maybe we, we make a vase or a bowl or, you know, one of my sculpture pieces type of thing. So glass blowing, you know, it has that wow factor in the fire. And, uh, that, you know, we move around in the studio. We sit up and down a lot. We're kind of like a rock and roll band. Uh, <laughs> when, when there's a few of us working together, all playing at the same time and moving, you know, the irons we work on are four feet long and then... If you add uh, some 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, that is, material at the end, you, you know, we're, we're waving these around each other and somehow we, uh, we get the work made. And, and uh, everything I have to make, Scott, goes through a cooling process called annealing. So when I make something today, we put it in a kiln that sits at 900 degrees. Um, and then it comes down overnight, maybe 10 to 15 mm. hours before we could actually handle it. Um, and it kind of cures the glass if you, you, you know, you want to call it like that. So check out the website at paulrodrigue.com. Paul Rodrigue, glass blower, the studios at 400 Brock Road in Dundas. Paul, great stuff. Good luck moving forward. Thank you very much, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900 CHML and online.
at 900chml.com.